0: Hello and welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews I'm your host Christina We're back for the fifth episode In the second season of The Bear Written by Sophia Levitsky-Whites Directed again by Joanna Kahlo I gave this episode an 8.7 out of 10 While there's some frustrating Developments happening I think That it's focus Is intentionally made to offset the other character's growth and achievement or lack thereof which leads to a a romantic conclusion which i'm sure i'm going to hear a lot about in the feedback (laughs) as that that particular topic it seems to be a little bit of a sore spot uh but i'm going to not go scene by scene in this recap since it is already technically two weeks uh late unfortunately you know i got a life to live and i lived it so here we are and i am eager to get other feelings on that are a little bit more invested i think after doing some uh doing some self-reflecting and self-analysis as I tend to do even after I record a podcast I can have my feelings my opinions and I think it's natural that you know you don't have a stance you simply have a uh whatever your uh Cause I feel like a stance is firm and you're not going to change it versus and it, cause that's the right word for what it is in that moment as well. Uh, But I think it's just utilized in two separate ways where it could be fluid, you know, (laughs) it's like, you, you know, I'm starting to see your point on this or your point on that because of giving other things or something else like, that happens in a certain episode that gives you a little bit more so i thought that is uh i thought that's a good success of a show is when it can give you time to to breathe and think and just reanalyze even what you believe your opinion to be that was a mouthful of nothingness let's get into our pairings uh, you know where to find me on my social medias and what to do by share, liking and subscribing. So we're first going to talk about Sydney and Tina cuz that's where we open the episode and they both are in I would say go getter phases right now.
1: This is the life of a the life of a hey. go getter.
0: this restaurant is opening in six weeks and these girls are all about the hustle they're giving their time their dedication they are investing emotionally and they are they're really zoned in on what the task is at hand despite its success and failure their heart and their minds are in the right place and that is a critical factor when it comes to other people in the restaurant and by people we do mostly mean Carmine but he's not alone Tina staying up with Sydney as she tries to figure out the chaos menu she's trying to explain to her what her vision is but She's caught up in said vision. She tries to tease her (laughs) with the song. Until the end, she sees that, you know, you're doing too much. Even when she was explaining it to me, it's like, oh, God, I hate when they have those explanations and I know it's art. You're not supposed to feel that way. But when she started talking about the earth and I want to communicate that like that is sophisticated dining. Most of us, if you put a steak around and it's got some green and we're not going to know it was soaked in its uh, in the turnip leaf sauce or whatever the fuck is going on that you're trying to explain in that moment. Yes, if you are going to that high standard of food you're gonna have something like that but i feel like she's searching for an identity that's not her because the entire time she was explaining that i know we're supposed to be talking about tina that is what tina was trying to convey to her like homegirl
1: whoa relax dude take it easy man cool
0: your beans bro and tina gives her the feedback i think it's a little busy chef and she to her credit in that moment sydney steps back and says uh yeah i guess i i'm, I'm seeing what you're seeing and it's heard <laughs> but from there tina goes to culinary school well first she goes back to the restaurant asked to borrow carmy's knife versus taking it in like in the first season where she was very rude about his knife and she gets to culinary school and she's doing her thing so much so that she's given kudos by her her trainer however ibrahim is not there ibrahim he has not told anyone that he's not showing up to culinary school tina is still covering for him because she asked jeff have you heard from Abraham and he's like no and then she leaves him a message like it's been been a couple of days. I haven't heard from you, it's weird, don't be weird. And we see one scene of Abraham where he has just decided, you know, I'm gonna go greet the morning with a cigar. No, 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 no. You begin to see what you already knew was that these people are family they see each other every day when they don't see each other they're concerned they're weirded out but there is a symbolism i think that we're going to continue to see is about two people one growing one stuck and where they're at and i think that transcends a couple of friendships uh In this restaurant, but that's where I feel everything around this show is complimentary towards the two leads, which are Carmine and Claire of this restaurant, but of the series, I would state that they're the leads. Um, I don't know about who gets billed for what so (laughs) I'm not trying to go technical with it but based on you know the premise of the show thus far this is something this is a a partnership that begins with them and everything else every storyline is kind of building on some of the complexities that are unfolding within that particular partnership and the one thing is The the separation from each other, the growing away from each other, but it being a good thing because as we see Tina go out and she's nervous to do this karaoke, but after her nervousness, she gets the confidence to go up there and sing and she just focuses on the task at hand and what her, her natural talent shows through and then she gets a standing ovation and i think that that's something that sydney is struggling with finding her own confidence her own trust her own uh inner voice if you will to kind of simply go with what she knows goes with what she's doing she doesn't need that affirmation um from someone else to be able to shine on her own she can do that by herself and tina gets that moment in this episode where she's at her station by herself she's got a nice knife and now that she's got the right tools she says let's do it let's get it and she gets it done i'm really happy for tina because she's someone who wanted it who went after it and is excited about the new steps that her life is taking other than being afraid of it which also reflects the bear because he too is very he's not emotionally invested in this place the way everyone else is emotionally invested in this place and I think that's a good segue into What is this partnership between Sydney and Carmine? Now, there's some confusion, rightfully so, about what it means when she says we are partners. I made my comment a couple of episodes ago that I still stand behind because officially when it comes to the financial aspect of the business, the ownership of the lot, the building all of that is carmichael as well as his sister i think that part is forgotten just a little bit (laughs) Uh, but she also owns half of this business so her input is just as valid which is another reason because there's a, the, the one can make a case for Sydney in certain aspects, but it's very hard to defend Carmine when it comes to his sister's uh, demands from him. But going on to the second part of that definition of a partnership, it is not just that she would be considered what the chef the chef de cuisine. I haven't been that high up in restaurants to know (laughs) he is still effectively her boss. He is the one that has last call on the the menu and all of that. But she runs the kitchen. So when you put someone in a managerial position and they need to run things by you because you are supposed to be signing off on those managerial positions you can see why certain things despite it not being within her scope so to uh, speak and I am putting quotations on there uh it is very important for them to be in pretty pristine communication a Additionally, on top of that partnership is a personal partnership. They both have a connection to this place, a familial connection, if you recall in the first episode. He even says, Why do you want to work here? You can work anywhere. We've seen her being offered positions in a higher up, more upper echelon restaurants we know she has an incredible amount of talent yes she failed her own business when she tried to step out on her own however it does not mean that she is still and cannot still be uh that she is not a qualified and talented chef who can easily replace someone in the kitchen so she doesn't have to be here she chooses to be here she wants to invest in the place due to the idea that she believes this place could be better Carmine wants the same thing despite his uh his reluctance it would seem mentally to commit to that that is exactly emotionally what he wants and based on that emotional connection that emotional goal, they are partners in that. So you have three defining partnerships that you need to consider when you are addressing the Carmine and Sydney dynamic. Because on two levels of that, it is professional, but it is very much a thing of uh, a, a shared connective tissue that goes beyond business which leads us back to Sydney now Sydney is struggling still with the idea of this menu she doesn't have her inspiration she doesn't feel as if she's getting the support she needs from Carmine and I'm right with I'm right there with her. There's a few moments where it's it's clear that she's needing his time and attention on very important business decisions that really aren't her business decisions to make, but they involve those other two parts of their partnership. <laughs> and not to mention he's deferring his part in that partnership to her. But he's doing everything by, by, uh, his unrealistic expectations versus his real versus, versus what realistically can happen. And we've seen that all season when he's written down on the cardboard where they're like, where are you getting this math? He doesn't think to hire someone. To be a project manager. Do we need one of those? Of course you need one of those. Someone for the books. He just. He allows himself. To. Or he. How do I. Because I'm I not really wanting to go too much on Carmine yet. But it's his deficiencies. That are. That Sydney's Beginning to understand. And that's the thing. For all of they are really close friends and so on and so forth as i've stated before they still don't know that much about each other they're still strangers and so when you don't know when you despite their emotions about the restaurant they're still their personal their own personal (laughs) um issues that they are independently dealing with And are not sharing with each other And right now Sydney is on the struggle bus Because she wants to She wants to show her own um, Her own agency But on top of that she also doesn't want to make unilateral decisions. A case in point, okay, so we got that we talked about the food, and I know I'm just talking around it versus getting into the examples. So, the example I have is when Cicero comes in and he's talking with Claire. I keep saying Claire, Natalie. He's talking to Natalie, and She comes in and she says, we've got one. Now, look how long from the last episode to this episode, we've been trying to get someone hired at the restaurant. And the response is, that's cool. Man, you know what? I'm tired of you. I'm tired of this shit. Let me tell you something. There is nothing more more infuriating or cause of resentment than being ignored when you have accomplished things you need to offer (laughs) you need to offer a positive reinforcement she actually had three other people that she was able to get hired on and there was no acknowledgement of the work that she put in for those people to be hired her own stress about that carmy's not a person that stresses or if he does stress he simply runs away from it whereas sydney is is trying to put the the arrangements because in that scene cicero is basically saying you guys are all fucked <laughs> and there's nothing positive to offer you guys are in here doing this she's over there doing that i love that for the second time in a row he's been interrupted about a story he wants to tell about complete and utter failure (laughs) because that's when sydney comes in later on she's putting out the plate arrangements and she needs carmine to to pick one and he goes for the most expensive one because, you know, you can't hear it. That's great. That's not the budget that we're in. And you should be aware of what the budget is that we're in. These are the things you should know or get to know, learn so that we can have these conversations. Because I'm not getting any support. I'm drowning. I'm overwhelmed. And I'm still swimming against the current. God forbid you take one second and help me pick a fucking plating arrangement. I'm putting so much time and effort into this. And it doesn't even seem like you care. And not only that, I don't have your I don't have your attention. And so that leads to a conversation later on, where where Sugar is frustrated with uh, with Richie, and she goes to Sydney to say, and I'm I'm I like this relationship a lot. I want to see more of the development between Natalie and Sydney because I do think. None of this would be happening if it weren't for these two women. Carmine might have the, the, uh, the accolades that would bring people here. He also is an outstanding culinary genius. But as far as this business is concerned, he's not a hundred percent at the wheel. I would say he's in the back seat (laughs) and you got Natalie in the driver's seat and Sydney with the map and Google, Google map quest on the thing. She's got the navigator. So you have these two roles and they finally come together where she vents like, look, I got this person that I'm I'm trying to give them tasks that won't fuck me in the ass. They're so minute and he still he still cannot be himself. And nobody coming to see you, Otis. And that's when Sydney admits, you know, I'm doing all this and I'm just I'm not getting anything in response from the person I need that response from the most. And then she tries to dial back, like, maybe I shouldn't say that because that's your brother. And she's like, no, he's a piece of shit. (laughs) If only you knew. Okay. And I think that sugar is she has a heart of gold. Because if I had to deal with Carmine for (laughs) Carmine's not bad. He's not he's just not dealing with the things he needs to deal with. He just keeps getting into avoidance situations (laughs) which are only causing him more problems it almost feels like he's self-sabotaging uh so um i my only thing okay so she asks or she makes the comment well at least he's off with claire and she's like who's claire And later on when they get the face-to-face I'm glad it didn't come off as oh I'm jealous because you're dating someone and that person's not me. It's you're out trying to date someone and I'm stuck here with all of the drama. I can barely concentrate even when I'm trying to focus on what I'm doing. I've got Back and the guy in the corner talking about Chingy. <laughs> I've got other people just going back and forth. It's it, it's not an ideal work condition, but I'm making all these sacrifices and you're going out and having fun. That's that's awesome. So when he tells everyone they've done a good job today, and she knows that that's a bunch of bullshit, and just says goodbye my criticism to Sydney is you have to learn to speak up for yourself if you don't feel like you're being given the credit that is due stop putting in all the hard work (laughs) and I know that's contradictory because in the show's uh canon for the most part he task her with putting a hundred and ten percent everything you have into it and she's doing that and she thinks that's what she needs to do when in reality and then she starts to talk about the the life coach (laughs) have you not heard of coach k and then he just brushes that aside and it's all down to her not firmly in my opinion standing her ground and putting Carmine but I think is it a fear I don't know I don't know if it's a fear I think that's her in general I think that's part of her personality is that she's not as you know confrontational (laughs) maybe um and that's not a bad thing it's just there's there's a difference between non-confrontational because no because we saw her go out there and handle those people in the street so no she can handle herself it's just that she's in this she's feeling inferior to a superior and she doesn't need to feel like that way especially now when she she needs to demand his attention uh, and then they're always arguing at the top of the lungs. And it's always involving Richie, which is where I guess we can go to that part of the storyline. Um, Richie is another one, I feel like, at the restaurant who just doesn't have his head on. He knows he he's aware of the fact that he is deficient. He is not qualified as I think Sugar said. Like he has no skills. He has no purpose. He wants a purpose. But his idea of purpose is going around and bullying and bossing people. And just trying to assert control or dominance. Because he feels as if his, his dick gives him that gives them that right and that's causing problems with sugar who's trying to keep things on budget and trying to keep cicero happy who's not content with the progress he's really not happy that a guy that's supposed to be working is sitting here making pbj sandwiches (laughs) and they have all these uh permit applications and things that they need and instead of thinking about that you've got carmine in the kitchen with his brother and oh uh, sweeps and they're timing the efficiency from a a stove to a stove which i'm sure that's important (laughs) but it certainly isn't that business uh aspect that that sugar basically goes out there and plays the part to get him to do right she puts her little oh i'm helpless i need you uncle and then her brother even says disgusting but this is exactly what they need to expedite their liquor license so that they can be profitable and he even says look i'm looking forward to selling this place but y'all don't seem to have your your shit together and that he's saying this to you you would think that Carmine (laughs) later would (laughs) I think that's why he keeps bringing up that story (laughs) because it's like no there's a lesson here and you need to hear it but he keeps getting interrupted so I wonder if we'll hear that story by the end of the season I just thought that was funny but you know she has to kind of play the part. And I think she, I'm not sure if she was really or if he was fooled by it or if he just wanted her to be, I don't know. That was kind of weird. Anyone else think that was kind of weird? <laughs> oh, I'm quite don't know what I'm going to do. That, that just it it just it's something about it just wasn't right. Something about it wasn't right. And then after she does that, she, you know, brother's going to do things for her cuz she's pregnant and she says you know i hope you're not doing and then he won't say anything and he's like you know what i mean she's like yeah i know what you mean but in the end kind of be nice for you to say have a conversation because we haven't had a conversation at all about how you feel about my pregnancy another thing that he's just he's just put putting off putting down the line like all left unsaid uh and that's kind of, like she said, she goes to the, has a conversation with, um, Sydney. Then they have an argument at the end about the, the permits. Like, he's upset that she went to the uncle to help them with their problems. Even though he wanted to get some Taylor Swift concert tickets. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> chill, chill, baby. Ooh, whole gang, full of drugs, daddy, ooh. So she ends up leaving as well. And she tells her brother, look, you have to deal with this situation called your, bro- your cousin, who's not really your cousin. He's undermining everything. He has no respect. And you're just continuing to leave this, this cannonball here for me to deal with. And it's not really fair while you go off and oh yeah you're gonna make runs for me but it's all in the guise of you going to hang out with your your girlfriend or your soon-to-be girlfriend or girl that you want to date uh i think that uncle cicero is right (laughs) you guys are are really and i still don't like i i'm half in the i don't know if i fully trust Cicero or not I want to say that I do, but I'm almost afraid of their success as much as I'm afraid of their failure, because the uncle is someone I believe would utilize the successful restaurant to to further his own criminal enterprises, and that that can't be left un unside-eyed if you will don't need anything else to say about natalie natalie's the best though i really do think she's doing so much for this restaurant same thing she's like oh i like the black one 55 yep that's not happening (laughs) so i hope that they can at least lean on each other that's what i want with natalie and sydney Clearly Carmine's not going to be, not in the next six weeks, I think, going to be on the right mindset that he needs to be on because he's still searching for, he's still searching for what he thinks is fun, but mostly he's just trying to look for a way away from the restaurant. There's a lot going on with Carmine that is really hard to figure out and i need more context before i can really truly deep dive that's on some of the things i'm like i can't say because i just don't have a lot of context to uh to kind of uh what's the word i'm looking for i'm always searching for words (laughs) elaborate further on what's going on inside of his head what else did we get this i think that's pretty much it It was was, i'm trying to think of anything before we get into the claire and carmy of it all um so yeah uh carmy decides to drop off the liquor license calls claire they do some bonding she goes to a party he goes with her she has a drunk friend she's making eyes at him all night i know they're gonna be like thirsty 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 (laughs) in the feedback um i'd say she's just making her intentions known uh and i mean i'm not gonna judge you for it (laughs) he's making his intentions known he called her uh he got brought her in the car he went with her to the party I, i think that's uh that's pretty standard even going back to the wrong number thing and i again i apologize for not catching the wrong number thing as much as i didn't catch the uh he didn't show up to the restaurant thing when mimi pointed it out to me but now that i see what richie's doing i think richie is part of this i think he's undermining uh not in a rude way not in a intentionally sabotaging way but in a I know what's best for you cousin I don't like all these other people saying what's best for you cousin type of way so and and even even uh Natalie's like well at least it's this person that they all seem to know very well and they have this long history where they've always been around each other he's always had a crush on her and then by the end of the night they end up kissing even though they get introduced in the the worst way even though i did laugh out loud when she's like i i'm sorry that you had to be here that just is funny because it's just like sydney to say but in a way that sydney would always say so it wasn't intentional um And I think that when it boils down to it's always going to be if Carmi wants to go out and live his life and find a girlfriend because he's realized that after his brothers died, that life isn't just about the kitchen. And despite the fact that he's opening a business right now, you know, he needs to he needs to find that other part of himself that gives him joy in that enterprise all of those things i totally understand but carmy's also someone who's opening a business <laughs> and cannot multitask there's the thing here's the thing all of that is great if you can do both you can't do both you're not even attempting to do both you're focusing on the things that matter to you And he's not focusing on the things that matter to other people Which indicates a selfishness That I think is intriguing One of my favorite shows ever is Barry And the reason why I love that show Is how well They took an antagonist And threw him in at the audience in the guise of a protagonist someone you would want to do better but by season three you realize oh this guy despite all of the things that make me feel sorry for him and empathetic and wanting to root for him is not a great person (laughs) just there's no debate that he deserves happiness he causes a lot of the unhappiness around him and by the end of the show you realize it was never about him redeeming himself or finding redemption so to speak it was all about how this particular agent of chaos uh, changed the lives of the people around him and seeing that or coming to that conclusion that Carmine is rather selfish despite all of the sad story that we get around him of why he may be the way he is and I think there's probably more tragedy coming because we still don't know where his mama is and how she is and why she was and what happened to the daddy and why his brother killed himself there's so much that we don't know um but when I think back to the opening of this show and he's having a dream about the bear and we find out the bear is him, then we see that it's a nickname for the restaurant. I go back to the part where, it where there's uh there might be a, a, a duality there that he's wrestling with. And that person might be who he is as a person. Um, and that's the one of the biggest things that i'm i'm kind of a little shocked by but i shouldn't be as shocked by uh and and hopefully by the end of the season we get more of um of an insight on on if this is actually true geez apparently my phone just i hate when I have this one Patreon that sends like four messages through and it goes through my Patreon and it goes through my email. It's annoying. That's why you should leave my phone on silent. So if you're hearing that in the background, because it's way too far away for me to go get it, (laughs) my apologies. Uh, But back to Carmine, I think that he's going to be wrestling a lot with his inner demon, his inner, inner problems and his inner self. You know, we've we've heard these things, but we've not fully fully let them add up. But I'm keeping track. The I didn't go to my brother's funeral. We can say that as, oh, it was too heartbreaking for him to go and he has an avoidance problem. Or on the other side of that, you could say, Well, that's fucking selfish of you. There's other people that loved your brother and might need your support and so whatever you're feeling you know, maybe come up out of your own feelings and be there just to say goodbye to your brother, or you haven't been home to see your sister. Uh, We've kind of railroaded a little bit over the negative attributes of Carmine in face of his own tragedy in face of his own emotional stunting. But we're not We're not holding him and the show has yet to hold him accountable for some of these behaviors that aren't really great traits like the blow up at Sydney. And then it was when he lost that and then he got that on time message, I feel, from his brother in season one that rather saved him from the the dark pit that he would have went down. I think a lot of that is pouring into where we're seeing Carmine at right now, where it's just like, yeah, I care about how fast it is me to cook from station to station, but I'm not going to care about how much these plates are that actually cost. I'm going to keep giving platitudes of good job when it's really shitty and you need to be the force and you are the force in this restaurant. No one's going to listen to you. Uh, especially particularly richie unless you confront richie um these women here are surrounded making all of the decisions and as uh alluded to earlier you just rather you just really rather blew it off and said yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go have some fun And then I was just going to show you what the restaurant looked like because I wanted to show that off. And then, you know, you get this big and and I think if anything, it made it more clear. Where, uh, why he's and that he is, Jeez, can't find words. Not surprising that he is in a full avoidance situation because you get this blow up scene at the end of the episode where Richie's a problem needs to be dealt with sydney's a problem needs to be dealt with meaning we we have a problem with each other <laughs> doesn't mean she's a problem same thing with uh natalie i have a problem with natalie i'm thinking about him in his head and what does he do he goes around and he kisses his girlfriend and he decides that that's the right moment that they should have their first kiss after this intensely stressful um his fault situation blowing up, and he goes back to I just want to have fun. I just I just want to forget about all of this. I, I I just want to pretend as if because he's looking for his own inspiration too, to be happy about this project. And I'm not taking away from his own struggles. But his own struggles are now making other people's problems 10 times worse. And him not being there for them. After committing emotionally to being there, I think is something to look out for. Uh, Last thing is about Claire. I think Claire is. Everything about Claire is a well how's the right word I want to say this Because I, I as soon as I we got a real true Because this is in my opinion our first true interaction between the two Yeah they've had a conversation here or there where it's been like flirty But having them in the same scene together in several scenes together And learning more about their actual background It becomes clear what Claire represents to Carmine. And that is a... Because mm, mm, I want to say what I want to say, but it's not the right way to say it. <laughs> So I'm trying to find a softer approach that's not insulting because I don't want to give into the... Um, the Claire hate train. Because... <laughs> objectively there's nothing wrong with Claire there isn't I I'm trying to find the flaw even if the flaw is that's not your cup of tea that's more of a you thing than a Claire thing okay at least in my opinion um I'm not gonna convince you otherwise but objectively I don't see anything wrong with Claire she's got her own job she seemed to have had her own life uh she has the closeness with his family she wasn't chasing him all over the place everything I said before still stands I think that she is a little fantastical in the sense of she's not written like an adult (laughs) but um because I can't really find another term I'm just gonna use the one I was thinking a band-aid she is a band-aid you know you have a boo-boo you get a sore and you fall down and you're like, ow, I need something to make me feel better. And so you put a band aid on it. But technically, you still needed to put on, I mean, you had to go through the pain. You can't just put a, a band aid over a scar or a wound because the scar sounds less effective. And you know, when you fall off a bike, you get that big ass, fat, fucking red wound on you. You just scraped off half your skin. You can't put a Band-Aid on that, man. You can't put a Band-Aid on it. But you will because it'll make you... It seems like you'll feel better. But it's not. It's not. It's gonna actually hurt when it comes off. <laughs> you're still gonna have a... You're still gonna need to put some... uh. Some neosporin on there. Terrible analogy. But you you see where I'm getting at here? Claire is familiar. Claire is comfortable. Claire is easy. Claire is already a part of the fabric that is Carmine's existence and not only part of the fabric a part of the fabric in time where his brother and him were were probably on good speaking terms until he left right because he wouldn't let him work at the bear from what I can recall I think that he genuinely does like her He likes her for all of the reasons why he would like her. The issue is. She is endeared by the person. She used to know. So there's a little bit of nostalgia. That's the word I was looking for earlier. (laughs) She's a she's a nostalgic choice. And there's nothing wrong with those choices, but because he has yet to deal with his own trauma involving his brother's death, despite them alluding to it, we've not really seen him process it. And I don't think going to AA meetings is the same as you process it. You're not the addict. I know why. They would go to those meetings, but I think you need some good old fashioned psychology. And I think you need to go way further than your brother's death. That's the catalyst of this particular part in your life that upset the balance that was however many years you were in culinary school. But during that time in culinary school, you not only pushed yourself uh, psychologically, you were emotionally abused during that time frame so on top of what came before then you have that and now you want to commit yourself into this relationship that feels oh so easy convenient um she clearly likes him it's a it's a safety net it's a safe that's that's the other word i was looking for see all i give some 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 time they all come to me uh (laughs) Cause so I was talking this out with myself when I watched the episode She's like a safety net to him And while a safety net can be all the things that are real They don't have a tendency to last Because they're not based on a foundation that is concrete It's not a true Like they're allowing their shared history to speak more about themselves right now than who they are as themselves right now and maybe claire's coming into this probably is a lot more openly about who she is right now than carmine is carmine to to him she is a desired pastime and i don't want to say that to diminish their clear relationship because i am not against it but i'm not for it because of everything i would subjectively is that they even correct one subjectively or objectively have the same issues if he were directing any romantic feelings towards anyone else literally anyone else i would still say my mans you're barely here for this restaurant you cannot you don't have the capability to commit to anything else because you're barely emotionally committed here and it's already causing you to fray to fall apart so whatever you start with this person or anyone else is rather doomed until you figure out your own like you have to love yourself before you can love someone else i'm a firm believer in that and i don't get the indication that carmine loves himself because he hasn't forgiven himself and he hasn't forgiven the people around him (laughs) whatever that may mean and i do mean his mother and michael and maybe even more people I don't know he seems to be close with sugar but sugar forgives him and I felt like she doesn't I think she gives too much forgiveness (laughs) I wonder if she's gonna find her voice by the end of the episode and be like no you know because she even said I do you work here yet no I I, (laughs) halfish I half work here so she's not even all in on 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 what's happening and that's because her brother isn't and i don't blame her because this all this all could be for nothing and that would be the worst uh, letdown for a lot of other people um and i don't know if carmine is consciously thinking about that or if he unconsciously is thinking about that and i think that's a good place to leave it because i actually didn't intend to speak for a whole hour we got feedback let's hop in the mailbag
2: mail, mail motherfucker. what up cena it's mimi this is my feedback for the bear season two episode five. Before I get into the actual episode, I just have some little, I guess, commentary regarding your uh, podcast feedback from episode three. First, I would like to point out, ma'am, that you are not Webster's Dictionary. Your definition of something doesn't automatically make it true. I just, I, I feel like sometimes you forget that um and you were saying oh i don't think claire was thirsty i would like to say that there's different degrees of thirsty and what you're talking about is very severe like that's like a stage five thirst trap like that person's thirsty as hell like super thirsty i don't think that's the right definition of thirst trap but you know what i mean super thirsty but i've had crushes on people before um, and 10 years later, if I saw them, I'm not saying I would, like, just disregard them and be rude, but them feelings that I had after not seeing someone for 10 years, that shit just don't just reappear. Um, and I'm I'm giving Claire and um, Carmi the benefit of the doubt saying 10 years because I don't really know how long it's been. But I do know that they were in high school. She said 17. And Grant and Carmen was shy, so it didn't sound like they had a lot of interaction anyway. Um, she's a resident, and I know uh, so far it sounds like she's finished medical school. Um, she's finished her bachelor's degree, finished medical school, so that's eight years right there. And she's in her residency. I think she said she has a couple years left. So she's, she's been in school for about ten years. So I'm going to say that she's in her late 20s, um, and the people at her party seem like she was in her late 20s. They were in their late 20s too. So I'm going to go ahead and say that's how old she is. Let's just say she's 27. I'm just going to say it's been 10 years. Um, I've even had like uh, people that I legit had a crush on that I told them I had a crush on and they were interested in me jump into my DMs like, you know, six, seven years later. And it's like, um, like you had your chance, like it's okay. Um, I'm not feeling you anymore. <laughs> it's over. Like I feel like in ten years I would have, I would have had a bunch of relationships, a bunch of crushes, and that person wouldn't like I wouldn't feel the same. Now I'm not saying if I wasn't single and someone that I was attracted to when we were younger and I had a crush on, him, couldn't we couldn't rekindle it? But I'm not gonna be calling him out of the blue, um, or you know I, I should say out of the blue after like you know after running into them one time like be like "Oh, can I have your number and you know let's why don't I call you and you can come help me move now I'm not saying that you know one date, one way to date is right or wrong but to me me trying to get to know someone moving is not it's like if a guy asked me out for the first time to help him move that shit ain't cute and I would feel the same way Vice versa, like that's not a we, you know, we just we just rekindled our friendship, and this is our first actual date because we were in high school, we didn't date. Help me move, like I, I get like if that's your thing, Christina, that's great, but I'm just telling you that's not on me, and I and I feel like more people would agree with me than would agree with you. I'm just saying, I think that's weird. And that's what I was saying. I literally said, you kept saying that I didn't like Claire because I was a Sydney fan and that's not true. And I literally said, I'm gonna hold off to my, on my opinion about her because I, we don't know enough about her. I just feel like the interactions that her and Carmi have had already have been weird. And I stand by that, it's weird. I do think she was a like, kind of thirsty like I, I don't know what kind of relationship they have. We only got a little bit, but it doesn't sound like they have very much interaction. So, like for her to have a crush on him, and it's still like for her, for it to have been ten years, she going for him pretty hard. I, I'm gonna stand on that, and I, I, uh, I do think that she was thirsty <laughs> for someone who never had any kind of significant crush like material. It sounds like he would be in his own world and she would be like, admiring him from afar, looking in his notebook. Now, tell me that shit ain't weird. You, I wonder what he's drawing. Like, to me, that's a super hard crush. And I'm not saying she didn't have a right to have a crush on him, I'm just saying that the interaction is weird. So far, the relationship that they've had, I feel like they can build something off of what we've seen so far, especially their relationship after this party. But before that, like, I, I'm i gonna stand by what I said. Like, that shit was weird. I, I just don't understand, like, <laughs> I don't know, maybe she really, she really wants someone to cook for her, and she saw Carmen, she knew him, and she knew this chef, like, shit, finally I can have somebody that can really cook for me, some real, you know, Michelin star type fucking food, maybe that's what she thought, I don't know, um, but I know she called, uh, Richie cousin, so, they, clearly, have, their relationship goes further than just high school, they must know each other's family, which seems like she had way more chances to be in his face than she like allowed like she could have done more like that's neither here nor there but I just really wanted to point out that the whole thing because I I was sitting there listening to you try and drag me and shy when you the odd woman out like we were in agreement that she was thirsty you're the only one thing she's not um and I think what you were talking about is a little bit further than thirsty. Those are some hoe bags who clearly they'll, they'll sound like the, the type of woman that'll put a punch a, uh, put a hole in a condom to try and trap a man. That's not the case. To me, that's different. That's a different level of thirst. Like, no. We're not on that. You could be mildly thirsty. Like, you know, example, I've done this before where you you know, I, I remember there was a coffee um, it was a cafe not a coffee shop, a cafe that was out of my way but I used to go there. When I wanted coffee, I would specifically go to that one, even though it was really out of my way, just in case I saw the guy that I had a crush on try to give an opportunity to, to talk to me. This was before I was old enough to be like, fuck that, if I if I want a guy to notice me, I'm just going to go talk to him. You know, I was too shy for that, but I was like, maybe if I'm just in his view, he'll see me. Like, to me, that was me being thirsty. Like, why are you going to this cafe, and you know it's out of your fucking way? And you don't even know if he's going to be there. You're just... Gonna go there just in case this but perhaps he might visit at this exact day at this exact time. Thirsty. That's what that is. That's a mild thirst, but it's still thirst. Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna get off my soapbox. Um so just in the episode, I thought it was pretty interesting. Um I remember one of the things I saw um when I was uh like, you know, getting spoiled on the season. That's why like I stopped Clicking on the bear or, like, looking stuff up because you know how the government be all up in our social media. Like, I kept getting, like, semi-spoiled on the bear. Um, but they said something about Sydney being jealous about Claire. I don't know what her response was. Like, I can't pinpoint the kind of reaction she had. I guess... Technically, I don't know if it was jealousy, um, but I it could be. And this is what I'm thinking. This is just my personal opinion. I feel like she was looking at it like that. Like, first of all, you know, her and uh, Carmi, um are supposed to be joining each other, like getting together to pick out these, like you know, the plates, the silverware, and all this shit. And he doesn't seem to like. He doesn't seem to be want to be bothered with that shit. Like, he, like he's so busy, he doesn't have time. And then she finds out, like, you have time to hang out with this girl a lot. Okay, I'm in my car per usual, and I got a phone call. So I don't remember what I was saying, but I know that I was just saying, you know, about Carmi was supposed to be, you know, getting up with uh, Sydney to do, like, restaurant stuff, and he didn't have time, apparently, but he has time to hang out with uh, Claire. Um. So I, I, it could be jealousy, but maybe not the kind of jealousy people were hoping for, or whatever. But um, just so just to be clear, I don't want you like if I don't like Claire, it has nothing to do with the ship. I've literally told you, and I'll i repeat myself one more time. Whether um Claire and and Carmy are in game or Sydney and Carmi are in game, I don't really care. I don't have a dog in this fight because at this point I'm just going with the flow trying to see what what it is what it is, okay? And what's up. I think that uh Carmi and Sydney's communication as as you know, partners in this uh, <laughs> restaurant needs to work needs some work, but Carmen needs to be better at communicating just in general. And like you said, he is a high ass mess but um, since Claire knows him, maybe it'll be maybe it'll be good. Um, maybe she can make him better. I don't know. He needs to make himself better. Who knows? Um, but I did like the little party scene, because when they were like, you know, my friend got, uh, dumped again, and it's been bad, and, (laughs) like, I thought it was just going to be like a get-together. It was like a party party, and it's like, young motherfuckers are too grown to be having a house party like this. Like, it looked like there was, like, like a dirty, like, tub with, like, some type of jungle juice concoction in it and like a keg in the back like y'all are grown as fuck like y'all need to have a party like they had like cheese puffs in a bowl like, what's, like what kind of party is this like I as old as my big ass age if I go to somebody's who like I'm using party in quotes because if they tell me they're having a party and I go I don't expect that shit that's like college life stuff we grown as fuck and I'm in medical school bitch I'm not leaving my house on my day off for this, I don't give a shit what happened to you and your ex-boyfriend. You better give me some real fucking food, at least some fucking sliders, some chicken chicken nuggets, some friggin' chicken wings, pizza at least, but some cheese puffs, girl, bye. That was like, how old are y'all? Anyway, it looked like Claire needs to do better about her friends, because that one dude that was getting get arrested all the time over stupid shit, you need to pick better people, girl. And um and the way he clowned a uh, old girl who got dumped, he was like it was bad. Like they she clearly must like after five years, I don't know what he did to her, but she must have terrible taste of men. Um, I did like how Carmi was all awkward and shit at the beginning, but then when that dude thought he was Logan. I guess he got an alter ego, and it helped. <laughs> he did seem to be better towards the end, but um, unfortunately, if you can't really be yourself, I don't know if that's beneficial, but it, it does seem like, you know, she's opening his eyes into, like, broadening his horizon, so hopefully he gets a little bit better. Um, I, didn't, I forgot what's going on at the restaurant, um, but they're fighting with Richie again, because Richie is literally good at nothing <laughs> and for some reason he thinks he's the boss like i i wish that motherfucker could read the room like seriously you have no skills and instead of trying to figure out like you know how you know everybody else are taking classes um maybe you need to take a class like an online class uh in-person class something get a skill set go figure out how to you know repair like. Follow, um, crack and repair shit. Like, learn how to do that. You need to be good at something. I don't know. He's pretty terrible. And then, um, why am I blanking on her name? The sous chef, um, Sydney sous chef, the Latina lady. Whatever. Like, I like how she was meeting new people. She went out to the restaurant. She hung out. That was nice. Um, her opening her, um, horizons, um, meeting new people. I'm proud of her because she looked like she was scared, but she did it anyway, which is better than uh, Ibrahim. He wasn't willing to compromise and get out of his comfort zone, which kind of sucks. But you know, you know, some people are set in their ways at their old ass age, and nothing can change them. My mother is one of them. Um, some people don't like where they are and are willing to do things differently and learn from, you know, the, <laughs> the choices of their past to be better, and some people just won't, so it is what it is. I do hope he comes back though, but I guess I guess we'll just have to figure out um, figure that out later. Anyway, um, I will end it here. Until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the Couch, me me out
0: that was Queen Mimi with her thoughts on the episode I knew I was gonna get some uh pushback on my commentary <laughs> last episode <laughs> not because they gave me any heads up I just knew the minute I said it I was like mm-hmm, I know it's coming I know it's coming because I know I know my ladies I know my ladies now I will fully admit I don't recall all the words in which I stated. <laughs> I and if I did not then that is my bad I should have definitely said my interpretation of thirsty is what you would consider extreme and what I would consider my definition of thirst you said the Webster's did I you're correct the Webster's dictionary does not define by degrees of thirst and thus If anyone wanted to use that terminology, they would not be using it inaccurately. Um, However, what you described in your story, to me, and I think that's uh, an interesting bit of this uh, documentary. I could see the eyes rolling that I'm actually watching about how your reality is can be different than someone else's reality even based on an interpretation of what you consider as something in said reality and I think this is actually a perfect example of that scenario where your version of of reality isn't different and I wasn't meaning to say that you were wrong other than I think possibly and I still stand by influenced by other feelings because you admitted that you go online and you see things and I know that everywhere I was seeing was that term was thirsty thirsty it was like all of a sudden a hive mind came together and everyone was saying thirsty and so that's why I wrongly paintbrushed you into that category but I can't objectively say you were not in the category without your rebuttal which you you do do fully and like i said was expecting (laughs) the reply for which is i'm not lumping myself in with that that's not what i feel that's not why i feel it and this that another thing so that straightens that out uh i think that that is subjective um based on anyone's standard I know what you're saying. You're putting the the logistics of time in there. I don't think that they're personally um, that that that's that's your viewpoint on how I would react. And I know you said normalizing of the behavior. That's a good point. Um, but it would also be a double edged sword because you can't normalize in what well, everyone will say. And agree with me that that's weird and that was thirsty. But by having one outlier say that it's not thirsty. Um, technically, you just proved the point is that it's absolutely uh, subjective based on the person that uh, associates whatever those actions are with whatever their viewpoint is going to be. If that made sense, that was like a uh, uh, a circle jerk of terminology right there. But the point being, I think that you're absolutely right in how you broke that down. I think that everyone's a little mildly thirsty. uh, Because in a sense, that's what desire is, is to be thirsty. (laughs) If you want it, then you're being thirsty technically thirsty for it um so i think when i just hear the term thirsty i'm automatically thinking of the extreme version and not the mild version which i would more align with i'm crushing on someone so i'm being stupid and doing something that's not completely rational in the hopes that they will catch my attention i've also done stupid things like that as well so you're not alone in that category (laughs) and see i would consider that normalized behavior versus how i was speaking of abnormal so um that was that on that as far as um the whole thing see it's funny because I didn't think in the past interactions like I said the same thing with reality that I got enough of them interacting together that I could formulate a huge opinion about Claire and then once I got more scenes with them we actually flipped it where you were more uh tolerant so to speak of a lot of her dialogue where I was more intolerant of her dialogue like it felt very um like she was playing the coy, coytish, you know, and I think that that kind of plays into what you mentioned perfectly it in that kind of what I was trying, I can't put my the right word on it, but it's acting a part, it's playing a part and it feels with her as if, you know, she's successful, you know, she doesn't, she's always had this idea of and now she can make it a reality um you know kind of like what katie holmes wanted when she saw tom cruise if we want to go into a realistic version of kind of how that can play out in a sense throughout time and we know that there are way different ages but you don't think that her crush when she had his picture up on the wall influenced her interaction with him there's a little bit of awe. there's a little bit of um like I said that those residual Feelings popping up at the surface Whether you want to or not Uh But just like that situation with Katie Holmes When you pull in thing, When you're, you're chasing the fantasy and not the reality Then When the reality smacks you in the face You're gonna be like how the fuck did I get here And you're gonna have a lot of Salting feelings at the end and hopefully not Any children Um but that's where I feel with her like she's very nothing particularly wrong but she's she's everything that pulls him back to you know like you said that immature you know uh it's like he's back being 16 again with his first crush instead of the person he is today and then like you pointed out him needing to pretend to be someone else just to be comfortable uh, and then continuing that trait into the, if you need to avoid yourself that's a problem like I think all of these things are not really showcasing a relationship yeah a relationship unfolding and building about who Carmi could be but I think it's based on a foundation of lies and thus it is not set up to be anything successful at least right now because even down to the luring in of this relationship, what draws him to her, uh, and even what draws her to him is something that's uh very much caught up in the whirlwind of a path of a shared past. But that shared past doesn't have its true nature attached, which is all of the baggage and that's exactly what he doesn't want to bring into this is not his baggage, not his flaws. He's being the best person of himself and she's being the best person of herself. And even the best person her herself might just be herself, but I think because it's so the way it's uh written and the way they have it framed out is that there's something that's taken me out of it that I'm meant to notice that um is is what I discussed in my feelings towards Claire I don't personally have anything against her uh I think that she is unfortunately in my opinion being used (laughs) I think she's being used in a way that she doesn't realize that she's being used because she doesn't really know the person that she's being used by and like i said i think this more reflects far more on carmichael than it does around claire which is why most of my my uh commentary was on him reacting to versus her because i feel like we're seeing it through his lens as well seeing her through his lens uh and as far as the jealousy thing I think that's my critique with Sydney, because it's easy to blame Carmi for his lack of communication and his, uh, the way he's definitely blowing her off. I like to consider Sydney, his work wife. There's your wife at home, and then there's your work wife. And it's not to say that your work wife wants to replace your wife. It's just that at work, I need your commitment to the things in which that are important to us that we have both decided that we need to work on together. And I'm not in an equal partnership. I'm not an equal marriage here. So that's my issue is from the beginning, all season one, and now into season two with the opening of this restaurant, is that Sydney has allowed herself to be a rug to be walked on. And if you allow someone, if you allow a narcissist, and I'm gonna throw i I'm just gonna throw that terminology out there just to see if it sticks to carmy when you're dealing with a narcissist the best thing they love is someone who is an empath someone like sydney someone who can uh take a burden and put another burden on top of it that's just what they i mean those people they they're they're naturally drawn to each other i know i'm the empath i've had plenty of narcissists (laughs) and i had to realize there's a pattern here of behavior and so Sydney has not understood and has not at all she's only a uh, he's only doing what she allows so all of his bad things yes he should be aware of but she should also in a true partnership be be up his ass about like no this is what we need and I again I think that's part of what is allowed for Carmi and it it reminds me a lot of his sister you know how he's treated her so i'll be curious to hear what you say about episode six that you've already sent me so you probably won't listen to this before episode seven (laughs) uh to hear what i have to say about that but i i do look forward to continuing the conversation The observations i think they're good ones i think it's necessary to have a back and forth um Especially with this show because I do think that This isn't a show where I could take Or I should be and should be chastised Otherwise unless it's just Something where I'm like look I we're just gonna have to Agree to disagree now that's fair Um but I do think that it is A show that Has many layers to it And I think the more you learn The more information That's um revealed Is the more you can Go back and re um just reconsider how you felt about other scenes because now you have this that explains this that explains that so I think having different takes on how things are unfolded with these different characters I think that's natural and a good because I like discussion when we all are on the same point that actually could be a not always a good thing <laughs> Just it might just mean that this is all okay. That, that this might be very easy um discernible. I, I like scripts that make you think, I should say. Um because now I'm making other part sound bad. And I I've already said enough. So I'm just gonna go on to the next bit of feedback from Queen
1: Shy. Hey Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here to give my feedback for the bear episode five um this one was a interesting episode um yeah sorry um I mean not that you were about to record your podcast anyway but yeah I started recording uh, (laughs) ended up getting on the phone talking for hours on end and then getting off the phone and then I'm like yeah I need to record uh my feedback again because it didn't It didn't save. And I wasn't done. And now it's a day later. And I hadn't done it. And now I have to go off memory. Which I really hate when I do that to myself. Um, But I continue to do it to myself. Um, But I will see if I can remember the things that interested me about this episode. I like the Tina and Sydney episode. interaction in the beginning of the episode i thought that was um that was nice i like how the evolution of their relationship and how it was so contentious and now they're up at 1 in the morning and they're just vibing even though they both tired of shit and, <laughs> and i'm wondering who the hell is able to function at 1 in the morning trying to make up menus and food, taste food and all that stuff. I'm like, girl, it's time to call it and survive to another day. And then I'm thinking, isn't Tina in school? Shouldn't she be getting some rest so she can be the best she can be at school? So, yeah, Sydney was on the struggle bus in this episode, trying to get things moving. And I get it. It's six weeks left. That's not a lot of time. The restaurant looks crazy they don't have a menu Carmi is distracted he's not really fully invested in getting things you know all the details ironed out for their openings they still don't have a menu they don't have silverware they don't have is it cookware or dinnerware or plateware or whateverware plates and stuff um so they're still trying to figure out all these things and i'm thinking these are decisions that they need to make soon in case they gotta order stuff and it takes a minute to get in and so i mean i get you know carmy you know fresh into this new little thing with claire but dude you got a restaurant to focus on into i mean that's what you decided to do um and that takes a lot of time and a lot of energy and a lot of focus um and he seems to be trying to balance it all and and not doing a very good job of it um i will say the claire and Carmi stuff i mean it is what it is at this point i mean it's okay i'm just not invested like that um relationships in general are just especially these type of status quo type relationships i'm just not they're just not grabbing me they're not um they're not holding my attention so i mean if this is direction the show wants to go in you know more power to those that are into liking them and all that stuff i'm just not so um i'm just i mean nothing wrong with claire nothing wrong with me i just think i don't know just not it's not doing it for me and it's okay so not a, doesn't that i mean there's so much other things going on with this show that to me that's secondary anyway or not even secondary probably whatever bottom of the totem pole when it comes to the dynamics on this show um so i'm perfectly okay if this is one of those stories that are relationships that stays in the background i don't need it i don't need that to be a part of the show to that extent um other than to know that he's dating her um yes the <laughs> richie uh uncle jimmy and um natalie that i thought their scenes were funny natalie was trying to work uncle jimmy i'm like i know you know you're being worked right uncle jimmy yeah I mean, he's come across as being a man in the know and knowing things and all that good stuff so you gotta know but i like i thought that was funny um But yeah, he definitely uh, put in a lot of money into this restaurant. So don't blame the man for side-eyeing the electrician who's waiting on the plumber, who's waiting on the drywall, you know, or the electrician's waiting on the... The drywall's waiting on the electrician guy. Electrician guy's waiting on the plumber. Plumber, I'm like, Lord have mercy. And then we got Richie, who is useless, trying to figure out what his role is and then just coming up empty and just making matters worse in many situations and in this case the amperage like dude now you borrowing power from the neighbor (laughs) i'm like that's not gonna get you to pass inspection sir you gotta be able to stand on your own feet not borrow power or amperage or amps from another building like lord have mercy do you think sir do you think um what else is going on um yeah oh yeah ibra i'm 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 like i'm very curious as to why they don't know that he's not been showing up to school didn't they pay for him to go to school um i mean i know he's an adult but i mean financially speaking they they foot the bill so i would think that they would be asking questions wondering where he's at They've seen Tina. They haven't seen him. And then I really, I'm really, i really curious about his story. I really want to see his backstory. Because I feel like that, well, hopefully, it'll explain a lot in regards to why he just stopped going. What his issues are. What's stopping him. What's, I mean, is it insecurities? Is it self-esteem? Is it, you know, some traumatic past that's not allowing him to put his best foot forward because he was not feeling it even before he went and then he just was not about that life um was it day one he didn't even stay that long um so i'm curious about i'm i'm really excited about getting to his backstory and hearing what is going on with him um then we got tina so i'm I'm wondering i mean so i'm getting the impression that she likes he Ebra am I saying his name right Ebra um so she did her little karaoke thing I thought that was nice I enjoyed karaoke not very good at karaoke it's not too often that I get up gotta have some liquid courage before I can get up and do anything remotely karaoke related um what else I think those are the main points that I wanted to make in this one that I could remember um again i'm very interested in how this is all going to come together because damn six weeks that's not a long time and there's you know uncle jimmy was saying it wasn't there a wall here wasn't and then you waiting on all these people to do the things they need to do in order for you to even have a um a functioning building to even cook oh yeah then there was a oh i enjoyed the scene with uh Carmi Richie and I forget the other dude's name when they were trying to pimp pimp get him to five seconds um I thought that was funny it's like they are just that's the kind of stuff that I enjoy those dynamics of the of the restaurant and the the crew and um Carmi and Sydney and how they interact and make things happen um so <clears throat> very excited to see all things. Um that's all I got until next time. Wish love peace and black or magic, Queen of the Couch, Shy.
0: That was Queen Shy with her thoughts on the episode. Uh so uh not going over all your points. I will say mainly because we already kind of I don't want to retread the Claire thing we we already discussed the Claire thing and and it's not that we're all not in agreement I, I think that she's going to be there for the purpose of the plot of the story that she is being there I will say I don't think it's meant to be <laughs> I, that that's my only thing is I don't see it as mainly just this um this avenue for Carmi to to express himself romantically or to be a romantic foible i think they are using her intentionally and i think that's even more makes me more interested anyway into their scenes because i'm not really buying into the romance i'm buying into all the reasons why carmine wants the romance and that is has value and that is better than most shows i will say that just throws in a a romantic interest just because oh well that's something that will make this character interesting is if they have to deal with romantic you know foibles but i think this is a direct reflection of more than just at the surface level how it's being introduced as far as him not being at school i would think that they would be a phone call away but again the the, like you said these are adults and i think that tuition's already paid for i think once they pay the tuition they just expect you to show up and then when he don't show up they've probably been blowing up ibrahim but why would they call and be like like they didn't put a a check to say (laughs) hey we're we need to know this is under probation you know what i mean um because i did for a minute think the exact same thing but then i was like oh yeah they probably not <laughs> they, they probably call in ibrahim but they would not have no reason to call them and let them know uh, unless the check bounced which doesn't seem to be the case and uh because they're not doing any business at the restaurant there's no reason for ibrahim to check in like he's supposed to be off at culinary school that's your focus uh and if they're not being told there's a problem they got 50 other million problems to deal with and ain't concerned uh i will say you brought up something that brought me brings me back to a question with richie stupidly ciphering off the the neighbor's uh power i think richie not only does he just feel incompetent and he does you're right same thing that well did i'm not sure if mimi said it as well but he needs to go find a skill he needs to develop himself but he has no one like uh neither one of his guides on this ship right now being sydney or carmine particularly carmine has led him because i feel like he has more responsibility on his shoulders because he should be fired <laughs> so if you're gonna keep him around you need to figure out what you're gonna do with him and how he's gonna contribute and so it leaves everyone else a little helpless but for Richie's part he's just trying he's doing what he knows it is dumb and of course it's not gonna it's not productive but he he's just doing what he's always known to do and it's got him this far can't expect a a, a tiger to change its stripes right and all that jazz uh but not only that it posed a question for me is does how much does he know he was selling he was selling um drugs he didn't know about the money uh he didn't leave the restaurant in his name i just there's something else going on with richie especially with like your old you're okay with the uncle coming in and getting you taylor swift tickets but you're not okay with him you know fixing the power situation, or you think you're going to fix the power situation by stealing other people's electricity. He's just a bumbling. Well to do moron who keeps putting his dick more into it and making it worse for everyone else. And everyone else is aware that he has this problem and they're trying to manage him, but he can't be managed because he still hasn't reconciled with himself That this is what he's doing. This is what he wants to invest in as a person. And until he makes that call. Or he's given the inspiration. To see himself in this place. The way in which. They want this place to be seen. He's going to continue to struggle with that. So it's another Richie problem. That I kind of put in Carmine's boat. Because. he, He. He. is the only one that really can manage him. <laughs> and I was thinking about actually, you brought it up about the, I think Mimi brought it up and then you reminded me of the scene with the guy getting arrested. I think that's another thing about the the type of environment Carmine's surrounding himself with. It's almost like he's going back and he's doing all the things that his, his uh, teenage self would have been doing at this point in his life because he said he went to culinary school I'm guessing he must have done that elsewhere that's my guess I don't know but there's a lot about um what he's doing right now that just feels as if it's more to do with his past than it has to do with his present and Richie's part of that too so if he's going to even work on himself, he has to work on these other. Like even Fak is more, fuck <laughs> is more on it. Like can you stall him for me? Okay, I guess I'll stall him. <laughs> That's where I got the chingy comment because that was funny. <laughs> he tried to say something. He's like, yeah, I'm more in the chingy, <laughs> more in hip hop. I don't know why that side conversation become, became uh, polarizing for me. But that's, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Uh, Everything else we discussed already. And yeah, I'm, I'm curious about Ibrahim too, but I don't know if we're, well, we got five episodes left. So that's enough time to explore. But part of me doesn't feel like it's nothing because there's also your idea of, of maybe what's bothering him, but it also could be how I'm reading into it right now, which is I don't want to. I don't even think it boils down to there are some people who just don't like change I don't want to change I don't want to go to culinary school I never wanted to go to culinary school I came to this restaurant for the purposes of what I was hired for I don't think I have a place in the next chapter that you're going into uh because he's not choked up about it he's just He's choosing to be lazy. There's one thing to struggle and then there's another thing to not make the attempt. And by not making even the attempt tells me that he has no interest in whatever the future is for this restaurant uh, because it's not it's not for him. It's not what he personally um, wants to do. And I think that's a fair As far as it's your life, you do whatever the fuck you want with your life, but you are using other people's, uh, you you do owe it to the people, even your coworkers, but mainly to your bosses that paid for you to go to culinary school to say, hey, this is not for me, you know, but he doesn't want to hear, he doesn't want to hear what Tina or the rest of them have to say that try it out, just do it so on and so forth. He doesn't want to be convinced into it and they've convinced him previously to do this thing that he doesn't want to do and this that's just where he's at. I think he has an interesting backstory adjacent to that uh, that certainly probably has something to do with that mindset but I think at the current moment it's just it boils down to pure unadulterated I, I I'm not stretching myself that far. I don't want to be stretched that far uh and 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 i just have no interest in learning that that happens too that <laughs> everyone doesn't get on board <laughs> i sometimes be still surprised uh sweeps is still there <laughs> like what is your job at this restaurant we can come up with one but i do need you to get an official title at some point <laughs> well you might just be the dishwasher because yeah didn't they? you still need the dishwashers and he was a dishwasher right but he seems to be there during construction too i don't know if that's a good thing considering how he took down that clock all right i ramble enough if you want to send feedback blacker at gmail.com my social medias will be below remember to like share subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic Correct and Whip! Hustle and bustle and bustle Hustle and bustle and bustle and bustle